Thank you for purchasing this audio product. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We believe that your faith will increase and your life changed by applying the principles in this teaching. I believe some of you are struggling to really just lift your level of expectation. And the year has nearly come to an end and you feel stuff hasn't happened. You believe in God for things. Maybe it was a difficult year. Maybe you believe in God still for supernatural things. And just stuff just didn't happen like you planned. And the expectation is very low. And God really dealt with me uh, uh, in this week to speak to you about what is the hindrances to expectation. Why am I losing my expectation? What is the hindrances for me not getting my miracle, my breakthrough, and my deliverance in my life. So I want to speak to you about expectation and give you two or three things that you need to remove in the next, in the next two or three sessions I have with you to get your expectation level up and your breakthrough up. So what is expectation? Expectation is faith in motion. That is expectation. It's my faith that's in motion. In other words, your expectation is what keeps your faith moving. Faith is not something I have. It's something I believe for which I don't have. So in other words, uh, if I believe for this microphone and a, and a speaker, for instance, and I don't have it now, and I believe God for it, and then all of a sudden I have it, that's no longer faith. When I don't have it, that's faith. Now that I have the microphone and the, and the speaker, I don't need faith. This is substance. Okay? So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things I do not see. So I believe God's going to give me a breakthrough. I believe God's going to bring financial breakthroughs. I believe God's going to give me promotion, increase, whatever. But it's not happening because we're still in the expectation level. And sometimes when we don't get the things, if I don't get the microphone and the speaker, my expectation level goes down. Is that correct? Because I've been praying for 12 months now. God, I need a microphone and a speaker. Lord, I'm believing, I'm sowing, I'm praying, but I don't have it yet. And so what happens now? My expectation of getting the microphone and the speaker goes down and down and down and down. Eventually it's like, I, I can do without it. And God sent me to tell you, you don't have to do without it. God's still going to give it to you. And you must just lift your level of expectation and the level of faith in your life. When you can bring that up again, the miracle is going to happen. The microphone is going to come. The speaker is going to come. The promotion is going to come. The increase is going to come. The miracle is going to come for your life. But you need to lift the expectation. I want you to write the following down. Expectation is the breathing, the breeding ground for miracles. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. Without expectation, there will be no miracles. Expectation is the breeding ground for the miraculous, for the supernatural, for the presence of God. Let me tell you something, it works in a service like this. If you come to church and you've got zero expectancy, the whole atmosphere struggles. Because nobody places a demand, there's no expectancy. When I go and preach at churches and I can feel when they welcome me, they welcome the gift, they're expecting us to come. The level of that service is very high. 
you go to another service and it's just, oh, it's just Pasaniki, it's just him preaching or whatever, and there's no expectancy, you really struggle to grow through. Expectancy is the breeding ground for the miraculous. You must create expectancy. Must create that thing in your life. And so expectation is what keeps your faith moving. And the devil has sent forth demonic activities and demons to lower your faith through lowering your expectations in this end time. When you feel you can no longer believe, that you feel that you can no longer trust God, that your thoughts are bombarded with negativity, that's when the devil has come to bring down the expectation levels in your life. And if your expectation level is down, your faith is down. And so we need to denounce every demon that hinders our expectation. We need to denounce the thoughts and the doubts we have that we're not going to make it. You must denounce that and say, no, I am not going to accept that. I believe that God is still able to do these things for me. We have to declare by faith that our expectations will rise up again. And how do I do this? By believing that God is a limitless God. God doesn't work. Apps are hours, net bank hours. He's a supernatural God. Our God has been here before the internet. Now with internet, you can do transfers anytime, anywhere, any, wherever you are in the world, right? God was before that. He used to work online before there was online. Amen. He would speak to, he would speak to somebody in America to transfer money into a South African account. Because the time zones are so different. And by what, when you sleep, he gives the desires, he gives the, the, the desires of his beloved in their sleep. That's why some of you love sleeping because you're waiting for the desires to come. But here's the thing. God can work. He's a limitless God. Let me say that. He's a limitless God. Nothing is impossible with our God. With God, all things are possible. If you believe it, put your hands together and just thank Him that you serve a God that is all-powerful. Say, I serve a supernatural God. A limitless God. Amen. And so we have to do this. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 22, verse number 32, But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. He didn't say, I'm going to pray for you to get a financial breakthrough. I'm praying that you'll have a financial breakthrough, okay? I'm going to pray that you will have a breakthrough in this area, that you'll be healed. He says, now I'm going to pray that your faith will not fail you. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. And the devil is out to bring your faith down. I'm telling you today. People are, are tired. People are drained. People are discouraged. People feel like they've gone through hell. Amen? And now your faith level is there. But I'm here just to pick it up a little bit this morning to tell you that you can still expect that God can do the miraculous. God is not on holiday. He is a supernatural God. And if you believe it, He can do it for you today. Amen. Now what hinders me from expecting the good things in life? Number one, your past can hinder you from getting the future you want. My past can hinder me. The failures of the, or the mistakes of the yesterday can cause me not to have expectation for tomorrow. Because maybe somebody, number two, has hurt you. And when somebody has hurt you, you struggle to believe. 
You struggle to live by faith. You struggle to, to come into that place where you say, you know what, I had a business partner and he stole all my money, stole all my resources. How must I trust again? Because you hurt, you can't trust. And because you can't trust, you can't believe. And because you can't believe, there's no faith. And because there's no faith, there's no pleasing in God. And you struggle your whole life through. You have to deal with all these issues of the past, of the hurt. The third thing is of betrayal. Maybe somebody betrayed you. Maybe in business, maybe in marriage, maybe in ministry. People betray one another. Judas betrayed Jesus. But you cannot let those things hold you back. You have to have expectation that I'm going to come out of this thing. I'm going to have a hopeful future. It, it may look dark now, but arise and shine for my light will come at the right time. Number four is let downs. If people have let you down or circumstances, you will lose faith for the future. But you're going to have to surrender these things. And expectation requires action before it will manifest. And expectation requires action before it will manifest. In James chapter 2, verse number 17. It says here, in the same way, faith by itself. Look at this. If it does not have works, is dead. So you cannot just have faith. Keep that scripture on there. I have faith. Okay, where's your works? With your faith confession. Now I'm going to have a job in the name of Jesus. How many interviews did you go to? Where's your CV? Have you taken out all the spelling mistakes and all the nonsense of that thing? Can't sleep till 10 o'clock in the morning and expect a job. You must, get, you must have expectation. Get up at 6 o'clock, pray, have breakfast as if you're going to a job. Get dressed, smell nice, cut your nails, cut your hair. Do something that looks like you're going to go to a job. But have expectation. I, speak to, I spoke to so many uh, businessmen. Pray for me, Pastor Nikki. Pray for me. My business is in a mess. It's been two, three years. And I asked them, okay, tell me, what's your website's name? No, we're still developing that. Okay, so you're two years in business and still developing a website. How must I get a hold of you? You don't even have a business card for me. You're not even on Instagram. As I find you in the yellow pages. How in the world, if I can't find you, how's angels going to find you? How's, how is customers going to find you? You cannot just have faith. You need to have works with the thing. Am I correct? Where's your manual? Where's your catalog? Where is your, your business um, registration page? Where's your bank account? No, I'm still busy registering a bank account. We put it in my private account. Listen, you'll never have millions like that. SARS will take you out before you know it, man. You need to get yourself faith. But I have to get the works right, man. Hmm? Design a car that is a appealing to customers. Some people have all the colors on that thing. They think that they must color the business card. Messes my mind up. I can't even see your name. It's just like all over. Get somebody to help you. Because faith without the works is nothing. If you are sick in your body and I pray for you, you must work that thing. 
I don't get all messed up when I pray for people and they don't walk or don't hear. You work that thing. Every morning you're going to start working. Lift your leg. Lift your arm. Open. Do something. But you must work that thing. Faith by itself cannot stand. There it is. Faith by itself. Oh, I have faith. My children is coming back. My marriage is going to be healed. Where's the works attached to this thing? Amen. It's all of a sudden so quiet in this church. And I'm helping you because, you know, the problem is we just want to pray. And we just want to fast. And we just want to fall under the power. But you're not prepared. we're not prepared to do things to get the job done. Pastor, pray for me. I, I must sell my house. I want a million rand profit. And it's like, cut your grass. Paint that thing. Hello. I have faith. I'm going to have the most beautiful husband, beautiful wife. But you don't brush your teeth. <laughs> hmm? I haven't been to a hairdresser for months. Elbows are so... Hello. I can go through the list if you want to. I'm just telling you, you can't just pray. You need to do something. Get yourself sorted out. I want to take you to number four of what is the hindrances. Number five, excuse me. Of why people are not getting their breakthrough. So I've already dealt with you, your past, your hurt, your betrayals, your low self-esteem. And here I get to my main message this morning. And I'm just going to stop when my time is up. The main thing is in Luke chapter 21, verse number 25. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Now, we live in a chaotic world, right? Right? And I want to speak to you about... The 21st century sickness. The 21st century sickness. What is the 21st century sickness? There are two things, two main diseases why people die. Cancer and number two, stress. What holds your expectation? Stress. Say stress. So I'm going to have a stress-free life. Amen. Don't worry about these people. they fine. Write this down. What is stress? Stress is the state of alertness, anxiety, worry, fears, real or imaginary, for the present and for the future. How does stress come? Stress comes through that I'm constantly in alert state. I constantly worry. Shh. Now, now look at this. Let's say you've been hijacked, for instance. You're now on alert stage every day. Correct? We've been through that. We've gone, we've gone through gunpoints and everything. Let me tell you something. There were months that we were on alert stage. Now, many years later, 
I'm observant, but I don't live in that state. You understand? Because when you're constantly on alert state, stress starts coming and you can't function. Number two, anxiety. Worry. Fear over present stuff and future stuff. I should have put in there things that's not even happening. Oh, what if that? No, that's a what if. It hasn't happened. Most of the stuff you worry about hasn't happened. And most of the stuff that you worried about that you thought is going to end like this didn't even end like that. And so you wasted days of worrying. And, you, and, and stress came in. Now you have to understand we're dealing with this because stress can cripple and paralyze your expectation. And this is the 21st century disease. People living in stress. That's why you'll find a man, he'll just have a heart attack and you say, why did he die? He jogged every morning, he ate healthy, he was in germ. Hmm? But you don't know the stress he had. That's probably why he did all this. Jumping and stuff. Because he had to get his mind right. But stress, listen, is the problem why we don't have faith. And if we don't have faith, we can't believe for anything. So what are the causes of stress? What is the causes of stress? Write this down and we're going to close with them. What is the causes of stress? Number one, all kinds of fears. All kinds of fears. All kinds of fears. Fear is not an emotion. God said this in his, in his word. He says, I've not given you a, not an emotion of fear, a spirit of fear. I've not given you that. So we cannot allow fear in our lives because that will cause stress. Right? Now let me just say this. Let me pause hanging a little bit here before you get all mixed up. There are natural stress and demonic stress. Natural stress is God has placed it in every person. The instinct to protect his body. And that's why when you're confronted with danger, your body quickly responds and is alert to that. But it needs to get back into the rest mode. All right? It cannot operate the whole time in that dimension. So if you're the constantly fearful, you're operating like a car in the red the whole time. You're going to seize that engine. Are you with me? And so I can't believe for, for anything because I'm so stressful. I'm so fearful that nobody's going to like me. I'm so fearful that I'm not going to have a job tomorrow. I'm so fearful that my, my business is going to be bankrupt. I'm so fearful for the future. I'm so fearful that my children will not have a future in South Africa. So let's leave South Africa. I said it in the beginning, I'll say it again, and I'll say it publicly. If you make a decision to leave a nation based upon crime, you're making the worst decision of your entire life because it's based upon fear and demonic influence. That's how your decision was based. Your decision must be based on the purposes of God. I'm still here. We're all still here. I'm not running for, out of crime. Every city that I've been, I've been fortunate to see a, a lot of the world. In every place I've been, there's the good areas and the bad areas. It all stays the same. Don't base 
future decisions on crime or fear. Fear is the most tormenting thing because now I've made a decision in fear for my children, fear for my future. Hello? Speaking to South Africa, fear for my future, fear for my children, fear that we're not going to make it. Listen to what you're saying. We live by faith. The just lives by faith. Whether I live in South Africa or in England or America, I serve a God that is with me all the time. I don't have to fear nothing. Hello? We don't have to fear the economy. We don't have to fear our future. We don't have to fear for our children. Listen, we are not afraid of these things. I put faith in that thing and I say, my children will have a hopeful future. They will have a successful future. They will not go down. God didn't say in the book of Jeremiah that I have a hopeful future for Americans or for for the United Kingdom. He says, I've got a hopeful future for all of us. Shall I have a future? Say, my children will be blessed in my nation. Stop fearing. Unless God speaks to you and you have a purpose in going, then go. Or come from wherever you are around the world. But don't base things on fear. Number two, what are the causes of stress? Anxiety. Anxiety. Panic attacks. Afraid of everything. Number three. Too many responsibilities. Now that's not you. You need more, right? If I say too many responsibilities, it is, I'm speaking about you're doing so, you've got so many responsibilities of everybody and everything. Responsibility of this, responsibility of that. Some of you are working four people's jobs, paid for one. And you have four people's responsibilities, Right? What happens now? Stress comes. Can't believe God anymore. Can't have faith anymore. Number three. Number four. Family issues. That's not you, right? Your mother-in-law is perfect. and Father-in-law is perfect. And sister-in-law. Brother-in-law. All the laws. Family issues. Some of you are carrying too much family issues. Honestly. You're carrying too much of your family's issues. They have drama in their marriage. Now it's your drama. Huh? Then they have issues with their children. Now it becomes your issues. Now come and snow. You can come and sleep in my house. We'll make a plan here. Just for a day or two. And then two years later, it's like, when are you leaving here? (laughs) Family issues. Am I speaking to somebody here? Got too many issues. Need to let go of the family issues. Amen. They must look after themselves. You will have much more money in your bank account if you can stop looking at all their issues. Thank you for one. But it's the truth. The Bible says we must look after our parents and we have to. I look after my mom. She's alive. My dad passed away. But my mom is my responsibility. or not? It's my honor. 
to look after my mom. Okay? I do it gladly. But I don't look after issues. Sort out your own issues. I have enough issues of my life. I can't take your issues as well. How many of you can say yes, Dad? That is just like that. I have enough issues. I can't take your issues. When people come and see me in my office, we have 40 minutes, 45 minutes. I listen to all your issues, but when you walk out of that door, I slam that door. It's like, you go with your issues. I'm going to pray for you, but I'm not going home with your issues. What will happen to me? I'll be a schizophrenic man if I have to take a thousand people's issues home every night. Shame, he doesn't have food. Shame, he doesn't have clothes. Shame, they can't get to school. Shame, shame. It's like, oh, Lord. No, <clears throat> that's too much drama for me. I must cast my cares upon Jesus for he cares for me and he cares for you. And I want to say this with all love in my heart. You are my sons and my daughters, my family. We are a family church. We need to stop having this. The Bible says we must look after one another and take care of one another. Pastor gave me a beautiful scripture and says, the Bible says, take care of one another, your burdens. Take one another's burdens upon yourself. But I'm talking about issues, man. Let's drop the issues. Amen. Don't get quiet on me. I'm on your side. So you don't want to say to your family, let me speak on behalf of you. To all the family members of my sons and daughters, please sort out your own issues. Leave my sons and daughters' issues all by myself. Listen, let me get the camera on me. I don't know who's helping me there in the back. Listen. All the family members of my sons and daughters, get a job, look after yourself, sort out your marriage and sort out your children. And, but please, my sons and daughters, they need to have peace in their life and rest in their lives. We can't handle all your drama. Amen. Say thank you, Dad. Now go and download the message, take the clip and show it to them. Number four, five, time pressure, I have to close, I have to close. Those people who's getting baptized, get ready so long, put on your swimsuit quickly. Number five, time pressure, time pressure, time, time management. You know how many people I have in my office that says, I don't know how to manage my time. And I can help you, there's programs or whatever, but at the end of the day, I'm not living with you. I can't let you wake up at six and now manage your life. Amen. It's an inward discipline. But if you don't manage your life or your time, you're going to put stress upon you. Because now you didn't, you didn't do your job right. I see it with my staff and I love them so much. <laughs> but there's always deadlines. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough. No. When you Googled and YouTubed and funny pranks and all this stuff, three months ago you could have done your job. I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to my staff. <laughs> Number seven. Illness can cause stress. Number seven. Uh, please, this one. Uh, number eight. This one. Uh, number seven. I mean, you don't need that, right? You don't have any financial issues, right? No financial troubles. Nobody? One. Thank you. I can speak to you after this. So the rest of them, thank you. They don't have any financial uh, pressure.
Let me just say this. Financial pressure can cause a lot of stress. And can lower my expectation for God. Hmm? And I've learned, I've learned this. When I needed 50 rand, I needed faith. And I needed hope. And I needed to believe God. When I had for three days no food to eat. And we were homeless people. My wife was, we were homeless people. Living on the streets, living in caravans, living in parks, begging for food. So don't judge me here. You need to know my story. So when I needed food for three days and just needed 20 cents to put in a ticky box to phone somebody for a fed cook or a bread or something, I know, I know that life. Okay? So I know what it is to believe God for 20 cents to phone somebody. I still come out of the era where there was no cell phones. Just by the way. But now I need millions a month. It's rather not mess your faith up. But I need millions per month to run ministry, to run television, to run all the stuff. I've realized this. It's the same faith. Whether I believe for 20 cents or 2 million rand, it's the same thing. Same thing. And so financial pressure can cause stress. I'm telling you like heavy. Therefore the Bible says, cast your cares and your stresses and anxieties upon him. Otherwise you're going to die. Amen? Amen. And so people die with so much debt in their lives. We have funerals. Praise God. We don't have a lot in this church. In 15 years, I think we're at six, seven, round about there. We are a healthy church. Amen. But I've seen this. People die and the family members are left with debt. Because the man died in debt, he transfers debt. Just get out of debt, family. And lastly, number eight. Is it number eight? Is uh, the areas in your life that's not surrendered to God. The areas in your life that you haven't surrendered to God will cause stress upon your life. If you haven't surrendered your tithe yet to God, your money will always be stressful. If you haven't surrendered your marriage to God, it will be stressful. If you haven't surrendered your children to God, it will cause stress. If you haven't surrendered the ministry to God, it will cause stress. Whatever you haven't surrendered will cause stress in your life. You must learn to surrender. Now, next week I'm going to pick up here and I'm going to give you the consequences of living in stress. What it does. And I'm going to give you the solutions. And then the week after that, I'll give you point two or point three of what causes you not to have expectation. And then we're going to have a great December. Is that okay with the family? Can I help you a little bit? Amen. I want you to stand with me. I'm going to pray with you. Just tell the person next to you. Tell them this. I'm going to live a stress-free life. Amen. Remind me to pick up somebody. Write down where I must pick up. Consequences of, of, of stress. 
and the two kinds of stress. Two kinds. I haven't touched on that. I've only given you one. The two kinds of stress. Now, I want you to pray this with me, please, to close your eyes and say the prayer with me, everyone in this house. Say, My Father and my God, today I am before you. I recognize that I have not trusted you in my life. I have put my faith in other things and not in your promises. I recognize that I've been trying to do it in my own ability. But today, I let go. Father God, I cast all my cares and all my burdens upon you. All the things that worries me, that causes anxiety, I let them go. I surrender all things. I believe right now, I'm entering into rest. I authorize you to deal with my issues and my problems in my life. I let go. I enter into the rest. My faith level rises. I have expectancy in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Come on, let's put our hands together for the Lord here this morning. For more information on products, please visit our website or send us an email. All the details are on the back of the product pack.